key 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 ma 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 welcome to masters of horror the curse of the cult film showdown i am your host jim kata and we are talking about a t- series from 2005 to 2007 called masters of horror uh this has a lot of fantastic uh writers directors uh, involved in it, creative people, um, actors as well. Eh, there's even actors. Uh, and uh, we decided that we were going to go through the whole thing. And uh, joining me on this journey are my co-hosts, Nick Boxer. Dear boy, what film are we doing? I actually forget just before we get in. Uh, we're doing uh, Dear Woman. Oh, okay. See, I, I actually <laughs> remembered I put the deer in there. Did you? Did you? I'm all proud of myself now. I'm Nick. You didn't watch some episodes of Dear John by mistake, did you? Mm. Dream on, yes, <laughs> but, but not Dear John. Uh, and speaking, we're off for a cracker of a start here. Speaking of two deer, we we have Jack Hall. Yeah, two darn deer. Too darn dear for the for his own good. Jack Hall <laughs> ready to talk about uh, this uh, John Landis episode of Masters yes. of Horror. Yes, John Landis. Uh, tell us a bit more about John Landis, Jack. What more do you, you know, know it, about John Landis? Uh, now his Masters of Horror, his his horror film stuff is is. Uh, pretty mild uh, you know i consider him more of a a uh comedic director blues brothers coming to america beverly hills cop three uh you know films like that uh the stupids you know all the good classics I, you know the stupid scared blues the, brothers the shit out of me man <laughs> <laughs> blues brothers uh, it comes to horror films he did american werewolf in london he did uh uh he, he had a segment in Twilight Zone, which is kind of horror fantasy, kind of in that range uh, in the Twilight Zone movie. He um, did Innocent Blood, um, which is a very funny movie, but also definitely qualifies as a horror film. Um, so uh, I don't consider him a horror director first, but uh, he's, a, he's a, a legendary director as far as uh, box office returns and, and uh, success in the 80s and He's, you know, one of the uh, one of the biggest directors of the era. If you're only going to have one horror film on your your, your slate, American Werewolf in London is one to have. The one to have. True, I mean, true. Yeah. Though he also has Innocent Blood. Okay. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not familiar with. Uh, in, I, I didn't see Innocent Blood or The Stupid, so I'm just uh, making a quick note here, as often happens that. I watch one movie and then need to watch uh, three or four more for re- for uh, post game. Um, see Innocent uh, Blood. Innocent do Blood. not see the stupids. Do not see the stupids. <laughs> no, don't watch that. But Innocent Blood, Don Rickles is in it. That's all you need to know. Oh, nice. Yeah. As a mobster. Yeah, it's fantastic. Really, and, it's uh, underrated films. Good nudity. Uh, lots of you know some vampire, vampire, hot vampire chick and. Uh, Funny stuff, and yeah, yeah, definitely uh, one of those films that I consider to be a a, uh, a lost classic that, that never really took off the way it should have, uh, much like this episode. <laughs> also also uh, directed the Michael Jackson video for Thriller. Yes, Thriller, and he that's also, nice, I think, uh, did that's nice uh, Mirrors, another one for Michael Jackson, I think he did. 
Oh yeah, Man in the Mirror. So what uh, we're saying okay. is Masters mm -hmm. of the Horror Adjacent. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> and and depending on who you ask, may have killed somebody. Um, <laughs> so uh, that, that he was found innocent. He was he, found he innocent was. in the jury of his peers. That's right. So, so. was OJ. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, you and, know, that's a horrible, horrible else, accident. Yeah. Uh, three, who, it uh, is unfortunately, terrifying. on the on the Twilight Zone set, uh, uh, was it Vic Morrow was the actor who passed away Vic, as well. Vic Morrow and, and, uh, and two uh, child actors, yes. Two child actors, yes, who should not have been working at that time of night. No, there was, yeah, was, was, was a lot of, uh, yeah. It's, they changed the labor laws. Yeah, it's, uh, I've. I, the the I'm sure it is it has haunted his whole career since um, regardless Absolutely. of uh, the outcome. even though he did films like coming to America afterwards you know um, he did films like coming to America afterwards which was number one hit, box office hit or number two mm -hmm. uh, and Roger Rabbit yeah. I think of 1988 so he, it's not like he wasn't working afterwards but it, it yeah. definitely has haunted his career yeah uh, and and also maybe that trading places that, that's another that great a, one yeah oh that's a great film. Uh, who else? Do we, do, who else do we got uh, on the other side of the camera here? Uh, Max Landis, uh, oh. his scumbag son. <laughs> if his, if you needed a name to a, make John Landis look good, <laughs> if you need a name to make John Landis look good, yes, Max Landis would be the gentleman that you would bring up. His son, the scumbag son, who's uh, you know films like Bright and, and and written for Marvel and DC and. And and was having a fine little career until uh, all the sexual assault allegations came out, and uh, that just yeah. pretty much derailed his career. And so, uh, yes, if if you have a problem <laughs> with the moral issues behind uh, John Landis, <laughs> let me present his son to you, who uh, who wrote the episode. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, his father has a co-writing uh, uh, credit on it, though he wrote really nothing. He just added a scene. His, his son refused to add a scene of seduction, and he wanted a scene of seduction because, well, he wanted a naked woman in the in the in in their woman, and uh, he God got it. Him. God bless. Yeah, him. and uh, but uh, because of that, he got a, a direct or a writing credit on the film, oh, yeah. and uh, nice. he didn't actually really write anything. So uh, he kind of regrets <laughs> doing that to his son now. But uh, you know, which seduction scene do you think it was? Because there's the two dream sequences. And then there's the actual deer woman attack. Well, let's uh, let's, go, let's go back a step and uh, uh, Nick, give us give us a quick overview of what uh, deer woman that's deer with an e, -E deer woman uh, is about. All right, um, this one's a fairly straightforward procedural. We have a down out. Uh, you know, a detective, homicide detective, who has been downgraded to animal attacks. He happens upon a case where a man is ripped to shreds, to pieces. No one knows quite what's going on. Turns out that the carcass turn is indeed a man, and he gets curious and starts to investigate. And really, all the facts are in front of him, but he can't get anyone to get on board with his assertion that the man and the subsequent murders were committed by a deer, and he can't really rectify that either. 
Um, the tone of this is sort of comedic, comedic, and but not really. The, it, you, he plays with a lot of disbelief with his characters. Um, <laughs> yeah, basically, this is uh, Blues Brothers had a baby with American Werewolf from <laughs> London, and whether this abortion should have exist, it should in my estimation. But if that doesn't sound good to you, don't watch it because that's what it is. I think, I think your metaphor was worse than the than the show. Um, I love I love the person. I, I really enjoyed this actually. Yeah, oh I man, I love. Oh no, no, it was fun. It just I don't know whether it fits anything. <laughs> the scene where he's trying to pierce together, um, what how the murder happened, is got to be one of the funniest. Like. The, the 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 part with the deer in the uh, in the in the uh, lumberjack plaid shirt walking <laughs> off with like with the woman. Uh, like, yeah, cause he's he's trying to come up with stuff. yeah he's trying to come up with plausible explanations of how this guy got trampled by a deer inside his truck. Um, yeah, and, one of them uh, being that a deer is on two legs and you know walking around. <laughs> And a few other possibilities, and he's just sitting there going, nah, can't be, nah. And then at the end of that one, he's just, yeah, he's had enough. It's it's classic stuff. I think that this is a very funny episode. Not horrific at all, but, I mean, it's, it's again, neither is Innocent Blood or American Werewolf London. I mean, American Werewolf London has its moments, actually, but... But, this uh, this yeah, did I, this got me to rewatch American Werewolf in London. Actually, like watching this brought me back to the to that because uh, it, it has that 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 comedy horror tone. Yeah, yeah, and and that uh, it does reference American Werewolf. There's a there's a part in it where he's talking about you know the deer woman. He talks about this creature that was shot in London and in, in was it Pic- Pic- Piccadilly Pic- Circus or? Piccadilly Cir- uh, Piccadilly Circus. That's what it's called. Piccadilly Circus, that's right. And uh, that's a reference to American Werewolf in London. There was a couple of references to his old films that are in the air. Oh, and yes. there's I a mean, Mick cameo. Dude, just because Murph and the Murph Tones were playing the casino, I wouldn't call this a sequel to uh, <laughs> Blues Brothers either. Is that what it was? I, nice. I didn't say that's sequel. Awesome. I said reference to. Just a mm. reference, yeah. Just a little Easter egg, I guess. That's what the kids call it now. Easter egg. Uh and uh, the 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 dear woman uh, herself itself. Uh, this is this is a woman who is uh, deer on the bottom, and like it's like a mermaid. It's like all deer on the bottom, and uh, all hot chick on the top. Um, and boy, and, is she uh, hot chick on the top. She's yeah, she's some. Um, I, I definitely. That's a. Uh, I, no, I try no, not to. There's no Native American in there. That's a. I can't remember no. her name, but the Brazilian supermodel. She's, yeah, she's Brazilian. Yeah, uh, Cynthia yeah. Mora, um, and yeah. she. Yeah. I, I I usually leave the research to Jack, but I did uh, I did go further than usual with my research, trying to find more of her work. Um, uh, she's this is the only uh, acting she did. Yeah, she did like one other. Yeah, she has like one other credit that it's even like it, it's just vague whether it's like a yeah it's something it's something that was like like you know just a walk on or something um yeah like person in bar or something like that um but uh, she has she eh, for the time she's on screen she takes out her top a lot um and mm-hmm. uh, uh 
and again, like, thank you, John Landis, for those uh, scenes existing. Um, yeah, no, thank you, John Landis, for you existing, because those possible <laughs> scenes are exist. This is as lovely a woman as I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually showed an ah, showed a picture to uh, to my wife, and uh, and she's like, "Wow, those are really magnificent tits." <laughs> <laughs> my guy, I said it. I'm like, I said spectacular, but sure, I'll, I'll go with. But <laughs> I can agree to that. <laughs> Uh, she's not very chatty though. She's not very she's not very talkative. In that the dear no. woman never speaks. No. <laughs> Again, she may and be the if she runs into a foot footage. Did I say that out loud? <laughs> <laughs> did I did that sometimes I mean to think things and, and they come out as words. I didn't mean to say that she may be the perfect woman. I didn't mean to say that after you said she doesn't speak at all. I that <laughs> Uh, honestly, that that would be secondary to the uh, the lower half being a deer, um, but I mean, I, I guess it's still better off than than trying to have marital relations with a fish. So, ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. There is there's one line when they're trying to figure out these uh, these crimes, and if they find when they find some uh, deer hair, and uh, one of them suggests it's murder by taxidermy. Mm. <laughs> I really dug that line. Um, the the morgue worker in this, um, the uh, the lady working in the morgue, it, like I felt like she was supposed to be like you know a through character or something. She was just like j was just way more important to the story than like <laughs> than uh, than kind of made sense story wise. Um, because sometimes those characters are just for people, just so they have someone to talk to, just so uh, they have someone to give exposition to. Um, but uh, yeah, she, she was an interesting character to me. Um, some interesting folks walking in and out of this thing, despite it only being an hour. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't really, I mean, character was a more interesting, like you say, probably than you usually get in that situation. But uh, But I don't remember a great deal about her. Um, you know, well, she disappears from the story. Like it just felt like yeah. she was. Yeah, I felt like it just had that feel of like a recurring character or a crossover character. Like she she seemed better written than like for someone who doesn't pop up again. Like like because later in the later in the movie, um, she they uh, they give him a uniform cop to talk to. Yes. Yes. So he has Who also is somebody? Also, though that person's there just to be killed. You yeah. can tell because he's yeah, he he's he's not white. The, <laughs> that the his uh, his death though is just amazing because he's he the he has he has uh, the viewer woman has picked him up in a bar, and uh, and again incredible what uh, what a woman can do with a smile like that um, and mm -hmm. never speaking and. Uh, <laughs> but when he's on the phone, he's telling uh, telling our hero uh, that uh, you know don't interrupt him for the rest of the night, and because uh, he's he's brought this woman home, and the detective says, "Have you seen her feet?" And he says, "Oh my god!" <laughs> without having seen, without having thought, <laughs> so I'm like, I, ha I haven't seen yeah. her feet. That means she's probably the dear woman. 
<laughs> as statistically unlikely uh, as that seems. <laughs> well, I mean, basically, this character, like I say, he was there. He's, as is the case often in the uh, horror films of this era, uh, he is the red shirt yeah. of the film. <laughs> you know, he's there <laughs> just to die. <laughs> it, the the first time we see the deer woman uh, pick someone up because the murder in the truck has happened uh, before we enter the story, um, but we actually see her uh, pick a guy up in a bar. It's a businessman. He's having a drink. She just smiles and he does all the talking and she just nods and points at things. And uh, he gets her a drink. They go up to his room, and uh, I'll be honest, like. I wouldn't suspect she was a deer woman if uh, if that's what happened, but I would suspect she's about to charge me. <laughs> How long were you sitting on that one? No, I had that thought too. I, like, I was thinking that was the first time she seduced somebody where he's sitting there going, he picks her up in the bar and she doesn't say anything. And, and he's sitting there and, uh, and he's like, this is the luckiest night of my life. I'm like, dude, she, nobody gets that lucky. <laughs> Nobody, unless I mean, you're about to get charged. If if you're in a bar and you start talking to her, like, but I mean, for yeah, in a <laughs> especially in a hotel bar for business for like traveling businessmen. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I know they didn't have uh, I know they didn't have uh, dating apps at that point, but still. <laughs> yeah, this is. I really did love this this episode. I would put it up there. It, I mean, it's up there with Homecoming as, as among a favorite. Like, it's funny how the episodes that are are, are kind of leading towards, I suppose, are a little less horror and more comedy. But uh, when they're done right, they're done right. Yes, yeah, a well a well crafted uh, piece. I mean, I I think it's uh, I, I've. I'm taking to referring to these as movies rather than episodes uh, more often because it it does feel um, it's it feels constructed like a movie in its pacing. Uh, I I would agree to a point, but the the wedging in of the lore of the deer woman was like some <laughs> kid in the casino that just happens to overhear what they're talking about. God, that was, that was awesome. That that was that so. So yeah, that that What's happens. Up with and... White people needing reasons, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, uh, they ask them, like how do you like how, how do you how do how you're supposed to kill it? Well, you don't. They just like she just kills a bunch of people and goes away. <laughs> it's like why? Like that's not important to the story. <laughs> no. <laughs> and then his his capper line uh, where they're really freaking out, and he's like, "Hey, it's it's just a story." <laughs> 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 they're they're trying to sort out this. They're, they're jumping in, believing uh, a myth he doesn't. Um, <laughs> I loved it. Uh, what else do we want to talk about with this thing? Um, I I don't know. I, I mean, it's just, it's a short episode of recap, but I mean, we've hit pretty much everything. Uh, great nudity. Uh, yes. Funny. Yep. Um. Pretty good gore. Yeah, pretty decent gore. Um, Something you know, for the furries in uh, there. Interesting director. <laughs> yes, Scumbag actually, yeah. Writer. Nick has uh, Nick's uh, touched on the uh, 
the, the furry appeal of this. Oh, you go ahead. That's your episode. <laughs> you want to expand on that, Nick? No. <laughs> you know, like there, there is a scene with a furry in it. So, best color commentary in the business. <laughs> uh, All right. Well, I'm uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in our Canada spotting. Um, oh, Canada these uh, these shows yeah. are. Uh, so the series is shot in uh, in and around Vancouver, and uh, there's some uh, there's a the the truck stop that they stop at is so similar to one I looked at that I saw in another movie recently, and they're both outside of Vancouver, uh, but they're not the same place. They just like have a very very similar design. It was just a, a weird overlap, and uh, but the the. Uh, the Canada spotting is the River Rock Casino that they go to later on, and the, where the deer woman has picked someone up, uh, is a real casino. By the way, the deer, the deer at the front of that casino that they that, have, I, like the animatronic deer, yeah, one of the funniest things I've seen in a long time. Just that was, that was awesome. Something could, about it was just. Yeah, I could not confirm if that uh, animatronic deer was real, uh, <laughs> but the, the casino it itself it, is called. It a felt real. like it was made for the movie. I, I, sus but, I suspect uh, that that would be. It felt like a weird thing to be really at a casino, um, but uh, <laughs> uh, but yes, if you're in the Vancouver area, you can uh, try your luck. Um, just uh, be very cautious of any women you meet at the bar. Actually, well, just because be I checked this out on the Canada uh, spotting section, they were very good in this to actually not get any license plates. Mm. Um, just when they film in Canada, I'm always spotting the license plates just to see if they mm. are able to avoid them. And considering the amount of parking lots in this, it's amazing. <laughs> they didn't get a one. They're nice. all blurred out. Nice work. And I say, I say, don't bother to uh, to be careful <laughs> if you're meeting a woman <laughs> in that casino. I say, uh, I, I say, just check the feet, idiot. Yeah. Just. Yeah, I check would, the feet I would. and ask if you're about to be charged. Yeah, one I, of those I, two things. Yeah. You get past those, you're fine. Yeah, I think. Yeah, once you, like, I, I check the feet first because she may want to charge for the even checking the feet. Um, like, negotiate your rate before you go to your room. That's the most important thing. That is, that <laughs> if you is learn anything from this, spoken show. like an expert. Spoken like <laughs> if an you expert. if you learn anything from this show, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. It. When you're I, in the washroom, the other thing is to keep in mind when you're in the washroom, you tell them to clap their hands because if at any point in time you hear that fan <laughs> stop clapping, you know they're gone into your trousers for your wallet. <laughs> you're welcome. I I I would never pay for it. They pay me uh, to leave. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, the so let's wrap this one up. Dear Woman, which is the seventh episode of the first season of Masters of Horror. Uh, and uh, we've been watching these on uh, 2B TV, which is one of our favorite uh, streaming apps. Uh, it has uh, it is widely available. It shows up on it kind of go, comes and goes from other platforms. And uh, we next time we'll be talking about uh, we'll be we're coming up on our second John Carpenter episode. Uh, we'll be talking about uh, John Carpenter's cigarette burns. What didn't we do one already? I don't think, I I don't think so. Already. 
Oh, all right then. Then it, we're coming up on the first episode of John Carpenter with uh, cigarette burns. <laughs> good, good save. <laughs> all right. For Nick and Jack, I'm Jim, and we'll talk to you next time.